Are you ready? I am now. We're starting. Oh, yeah! I figure anytime you got the headphones on, it's fair game. Well, it'd be nice if you give me a heads up. Okay. Huh? Heads up. Howdy, everybody! I'm Robert. <laughs> and I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is! <laughs> a podcast all about the movies that are absolutely unbelievable. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I sometimes give you a hard time. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's awful. No, it's not. It works. <laughs> All right. It's a pun. A play on words, if you will. Oh. Yeah, oh. Yeah. That's good. You like that? I do. And our top five this week is... Oh, I'm going to say it? Well, you didn't say the movie. Oh, first we say the movie. You were so taken aback by my pun. I was pun. so in awe with what you did with your play on words. Yeah. Uh, and that's really good, Robert. And the reason you're saying that is because this week we will be discussing... Mr. Boogity. 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 And our top five this week is... <laughs> top five... Ghost movies. Ghost movies. Which is interesting because we've done angel movies, which we'll talk about in a second. We've gone from angel to ghost. Yeah. Can some movies fall in both categories? I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like ghost? Well, actually, it's funny you're saying that. Yeah. Because one of our listeners did say uh, ghost could fall in that category yeah. as well, both angel yeah. and ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you talk to the listeners? Mm-hmm. You talk to the listeners of the show? I communicate with them regularly. Wow. Yeah, that's what I do. We have exchanges. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Hey, did you get your juice all set up and everything? Uh, my juice is right over here. I've got my juice. I've got my falling <sighs> headset. And uh, we're all set to rock wow. and roll. All right. You yeah. got the sirens in the background? I like that. It makes the show more raw and gritty. <laughs> Welcome to Down to... You know, when we got this uh, this space... We didn't know that the busiest fire department in Los Angeles I know, I was know. literally like three blocks away. Yeah. But I'd like it. It adds an element of realism, if you will. An ambiance. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, you want to do some top five? And <laughs> <laughs> top five. No, you're supposed to first. You almost said it and hit it well, burn. I was yeah, trying to just. Hit it burn. Yeah, we're, all, we're done with the show. It's fine. You know, I've been thinking about this because yeah. the way we've been ragging on the Oscars, it would be very anti-way. You know where I'm going uh-huh. of us to ignore it and not do our infamous Oscar podcast just to not ignore. Well, it. now now we've acknowledged. You're right it. by acknowledging. I just blew it. Yeah. Oh! Are you going to tell me what people have said this week? Yes, angel movies. But first, you know what we have? What our esoteric listener mm-hmm. Robert? There's an apology. To you, my friend. And she writes, so I'm watching a Disney movie with my three-year-old granddaughter, and she understands what's going on. Uh Uh-oh. My apologies to Robert. I am shocked. Now, we went back and forth and had a few exchanges, she and I, and she did say it primarily with Disney movies. Can you support that premise? Yeah. Mostly with Disney movies, and a three-year-old can indeed track the movie. Kids' movies in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, she's not... If she sat down with a three three year old grandchild, I don't think he's going to understand Marvin's Room or you know like some like American Beauty. I don't think Their that's going to mother. Yeah. Although I M- wonder, mother, she might. She yeah. might because it's a yeah. lot of just like panicking and yeah. ratcheting up. And you're right. I don't think she get the metaphor. Probably not the extended analogy, no. if you will. Okay. Yeah. So we thank our listener for being so 
candid with yeah, us. Yeah, you twist she, that microphone she at She apologized to you, Robert, yeah, that uh, your child does indeed track movies. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then she wrote, Ugg with your scoops, because she's always teasing us that we come up. I had to start now, was over that again. Ugg or was uh, that she wrote, Ugh? Uh, well, it's Ugh. U-G-H. Isn't that? U-G-H. U-G-H. G-H-U. G-H-U. By the way, a movie I saw only once, I liked it, but I never saw it again. It's fair to remember with Cary Grant. Why she's mentioning that, I don't know. But I let's think get she's talking about movies that we we haven't seen. Just in a movies really long that we time. haven't. Oh, that's right. So we've been talking about this for a few for weeks. Acknowledging that she's really on on point. Angel movies. She said Angel Heart. Are you familiar with that? No, me either. The bishop's wife. <laughs> bishop's wife. We've been hearing about What'd that. What'd you call me? Bishop's Bishop's oh. Bishop's wife. The movie called Always. Yeah, Remember I that like one? that movie. Yeah. And she did that was say, one of the few good Spielberg movies. Yeah, it was a Spielberg yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie Ghost. And then she wrote Hearts and Souls. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything to you? Hearts mm-hmm. and Souls? Yeah, I never saw it, but I know it. Someone else said, does the dead boyfriend and ghost count as an angel? And we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. That the dead boyfriend coming mm-hmm. back. Now, wait a minute. An when you say we'll ghost? talk about that, well, does we'll that mean it's about, in your top five? Mm-hmm. Uh, my lips are sealed. Uh, I think I think they're not. I think you blabbed a bit too much. Is Ghost in your top five? It is not. Uh, what's is that? It, is don't it? you like Whoopi? <laughs> no. Don't you like Whoopi? No, I do not. So wait, I, and now now we have to just tip your hand a little bit. You don't tell me what number. Is it in your top five? You're expecting me to tell the truth right now? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. you, you indicated we'll talk about it later. Well, you're right. You see right through me, don't you? Yeah. You see, I'm so transparent. I'm so easy to read. I'm so predictable. I'll play poker with you so bad. Another one of our favorite listeners. And by poker, I mean poke you in the butt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With my dick. Mm -hmm. I totally agree about bringing back Ricky, Ricky Gervais, to host the Oscars. He made watching the Golden Globes totally worthwhile. As you talked about the Hornblower movie, it reminded me. In 1997, there was a Lever to Beaver movie. That's right. Yeah. And she said there was a giant coffee cup that the bee falls into, and it was like on a huge billboard. I re- huh. yeah. So I think maybe they were influenced by the horn blows at midnight. Maybe. I mean, it's a it's a pivotal work. <laughs> Her angel movies. She said uh, the movie. Uh, uh, Michael, Michael, remember Michael? I, I saw do. that. Yeah, I was thinking I about that one the, later after, we, after the show with John Travolta. Yeah. Dogma, of course, with Matt Damon, Bad Affleck. The movie Ghost with Patrick and Demi, Demi, Dem, Demi. I like that you announced the movie for the next week. I always try to watch it before the podcast. Well, that's nice. Although she said, I don't think I'll be able to find Song of the South. Well, oh, 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 we've got a little surprise coming here. It is available, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if oh. you really hunt for it, you can it, find. Was it. it hard to find? It's not an official release. You know that, right? So what do you have? Like a bootleg? No, yeah. it's not. But it's got a cover with the drawing on it. You took a picture of it and sent it Well, to what me. are they supposed to, to do? Just send you like Illegal a- pirated copy. <laughs> I would like those words to be on the front cover of the DVD box. Illegal pirated copy. It needs to say banned. Yes. Banned is the operative yeah. word there. But you actually found it, didn't you? No, it's a bootleg copy, though. Because they've good. never released it in the States. Zippity doo da. You've never seen it, have you? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't see it because of the philosophical and political ramifications. <laughs> I know better than being exposed to something that's racist. <laughs> Is that why you do this podcast every week? <laughs> but then she finally said, P.S. Robert does not sing as well as you. Oh, 
That's going to motivate me to do more. Why would you even include that in the notes for the Are show? Are you kidding? Because Ouch. it's congratulatory. Right yeah. here. Right yeah. here. Was a little positive about Ira. A little put down to Robert. Mm. I don't sing as much as you. That's true. That's true. But Maybe then you want to. You start. I know that I stop after. Every song. And you don't even get through the whole first no, measure. No. No. You do 90% of the first measure yeah, and then you're done. Yeah, zippity doo And then I just kind of yeah. stop. Yeah, I know. zippity a Oh, yeah, that was. My, oh, my. <clears throat> That's like Bing Crosby. A little bit of Perry Como. <laughs> and a little bit of Wait, Dean Martin. Wait, what'd you call me? You're doing a, a Perry Como. A little Dean Martin, too. That was yeah. very nice. Our favorite listener, uh, one of our favorites, said it's a wonderful life. Field of Dreams mm. and Meet Joe Black. And then. Another listener said, thank you for sharing. Have a ton of catching up to do with your podcast, but thought I'd participate in the top five favorites for the week. And she wrote for number one, Forever Darling. That was, I never heard of that mm. with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Never saw it, but I know it. A Date with an Angel. Again, Hearts and Souls, one of my faves, she said. Far away, so close. By the way, I should say this listener's name is Julie. And for her number five, she put down, Julie, the Demon Slayer, the final battle. Just kidding. Sing if you're all on your toes. That was cute. She fabricated a title. Oh, so oh, she okay. okay. Our other regular, regular listener who often contributes said Dogma would have been my number one. Wait, you said regular, regular? Well, it was regular. He's, so he's a regular listener, listener who, who and poops a regular all the time? Contributor. He poops. Oh, he's, oh, he's regular. Has no trouble pooping? Is that what you're no, saying? No, we're not talking about pooping. What's well, you're saying regular, pooping? regular. What's the second regular Are you for? talking about bowel movements? Well, you're saying Are regular. Are you talking about bowel movements? I guess. Can't you keep it clean? Well, I just... zippity doo da. <laughs> Keeping it clean would not be <laughs> quoting Uncle Ramus. Dogma would be my number one fave. Angels in the Outfield. I, I yeah, Angel. Yeah. Wasn't that, that a series though? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was a movie. I think it was like a mini series. Was that what it was? I think so. The Bishop's Wife in 1947, Wings of Desire, which said the movie Legion Far Away and So Close. We thank all of our listeners for their invaluable feedback. Can I ask you a question? Please. Do you know what your our esoteric listener was watching with her three year old? You know, she may have told me and I forgot. I can get. But the it was something childlike. Yes, right? and I'll have the answer for you next Do week. Do you know if it was like Blues Clues? Huh. No, I don't. But you know what, Robert? Blues Clues kind of. I don't want to fuck this up. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to get a segue sentence. That you're really good at that. I want to put the two together. I need a link, a connection, if you will. No, but when I find out. I will bring I will, it in. When I found, you go to the original source of what you said, yeah. expound on that slightly in one sentence. I don't know. But when I found out, I promise I'll do in the news. <laughs> I'll put it in the news. I'll put, yeah. that's the, I'll yeah. put it. You know, maybe you ought to do this segment. <laughs> that's the answer. I got lots of things to bring up. What? I have a lot of... Ju- you know, first I want to say something. Let's back up with Angel Movies. No, wait, here's the, th- here's the reason why. What? Because you choose the same ooze word every single week. Do I? You would. Oh, if you, you were in charge of right. finding the ooze Are you word? saying I'm lazy? Yeah. Is your premise this is no, I'm No, it's lazy? just that you're, you're I, regular. I, I, I'm right. Re- oh, there we go, man. Back to bowel movements. <laughs> I want to compliment you. What? I replay conversations. I do. On my drive home, oh? I'm seeing you. When I go to sleep at two in the morning, I think about things. And kudos to you on Angel Movies that you actually came up with, um, with, with, um, Animal House. Animal- How'd you know that? How did you know I was about because to say Because we Animal talked House? about it last week. But I want to say it again. I mean, kudos to you. And look, I remember that. We all remember that scene. John Belushi, yeah. right? With the devil and the angel on his shoulders. I don't think it was John Belushi. It was 
No, it was wasn't. Jo- no, it was the other guy that was like. Are it was you the sure? young. Yeah, it was the young guy who. Remember, she was drunk oh. in the the shopping cart. Yes. What did I think was John Belushi? I could see John doing that. Yeah, I could see John so doing that. But yeah, you're and right. I, I I think spiritually you're right because I want I want to put John Belushi in that. It moment, feels right, but it's it not. just feels right, but it's yeah. not. Kudos to you for that one. But there was something else that you did mention with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep defending your life. And when we were recording last week, when you're saying Meryl Streep was in it, and I was trying to think, of, she did something else with Angels, and I thought of it. Have you ever heard of Angels in America? Does that mean anything to you? Wait, that's the miniseries I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. See, Angels in the Outfield is the yes. is a movie. So look at the Angels irony of this conversation we're having. You got your Angels in the Outfield. What's so funny in America? I was literally trying to look up Angels in the Outfield and while we were talking, and, what, and which was a film, I suppose. But it was Angels in America with both Meryl Streep was in it, and it was very important in its day. It was an HBO miniseries. And That's it. That's it was, what I was thinking. Of. It was an extended metaphor about AIDS and the gay community just. Oh, now I really don't want to watch uh, it. The gay community embraced this. Anyway, there was another Angel movie that Merrill was in. Okay, moving on. May I? Please. Mm, I'm full of stuff today. So Bob Odenkirk, we know who he is, of course. We spoke about him. He was in that one movie that we talked about a few months ago, wasn't he? Nobody. That's the title. That's the title. He's been promoting a book that he wrote. And he was on uh, Howard Stern and he was talking about the sketch, you know, as you know, on SNL, he was a sometimes performer, but more regular, oh, regular again, like uh, a bowel movement, uh, was a writer. That's a, and that's how he was originally hired. Yes, that's right. He, Conan O'Brien, and there was uh, somebody else that was in there. This was all, okay, everybody always says that the best season of SNL was whatever season when you were 13 years old. <laughs> that's a great that's a great premise. All right, yeah. so pe- that's kind of like that's a the running commentary. And I was 13 years old when I truly believe objectively the best season of SNL was happening. And I know that sounds like oh, well, what a coincidence, but you had Dana Carvey was carrying Saturday Night Live yeah. for a while there. But you also had Phil Hartman, Kevin Nealon, John Lovitz. You had writers like Conan um, you had uh, Bob Odenkirk. There were all all of this talent that was happening on Saturday Night Live at the same time, and everyone was pulling. And you even the, some of the bit players, like Chris Rock, was coming in just a little bit. You started to have uh, Mike Myers in there at the same time. David Spade, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, like all of that that one era, like early '90s to mid '90s. Yeah. I hear you, and I don't disagree with you. However, this supports your premise of how old you were when you were first exposed to the show. For me, it was the first five years. In the first five years, if you go back and watch them, yes. they're awful. Oh. They are awful. People only remember the few good sketches. Go back and watch it. I'm telling you. Rosanna Dana and all that no. stuff. With There's a few uh, highlights. Mm-hmm. Rosanna Dana. Yeah. It gets yeah. real old really? real fast. Really? Yes. I'm telling Maybe you. Maybe it was the newness, too. And I remember... When the show was in its first few years, and obviously, when I was coaching speech and debate, we'd have parties on a Saturday night at a student's house, and we'd watch the TV, and all of us would be howling. Maybe because it was something we had never seen before. But see, it started and out it was very funny. It started out as got... a variety show. I mean, there was like it wasn't a sketch comedy show that we think of today. Mm-hmm. And the host, like George Collin, came on, did his set, and then they had Andy Kaufman that came on and did his thing. It was very just like a hodgepodge of stuff, and then it morphed into mm-hmm. the the whole like sketch only right 
but it I'm telling you that'd be very interesting those uh, bag of glass with uh, Dan Aykroyd great scene that's awesome you remember that whole the the toy where he's the toy manufacturer I do I do there are some really great moments but most of the actual show is trash there's just a handful of really good ones but Chevy Chase I actually like Chevy Chase but I'm telling you, it was not nearly what you think it was. interesting to go back and see that. Yeah. That would be a very interesting. Bob on Howard Stern said two things that you'll find interesting about SNL. Okay. He was truly, truly sorry that they did that famous skit with Chris Farley as a Chippendale dancer. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where you saw his torso and all the blubber. Yeah. And he was with... Um, Patrick Swayze. Yes. Yeah. With Patrick and the juxtaposition, yeah. who was buff, pa- yeah. you know, and the two of them together. And I get it. Bob Odenkirk said that that was just so mean-spirited and calling attention, and he died shortly after Chris Farley did. And there was something real smarmy about that sketch that never felt right to him. I Well, he's wrong. That sketch is <laughs> fucking funny. It's like one of the best SNL sketches of it all time. It is. However, I can still appreciate Bob's comment that it was just why because it's it's poking fun at the fact that he was large and fat it is but the joke is he's still so confident know, and I it's know. just like i know there's a two shot of two of the dancing what? side by side like, and he's actually Swayze. like a good dancer well yes he was but there was a lot of blubber shaking so he genuinely felt bad he said it was why is it so wrong to laugh at fat people no well don't you? Aren't you reading your PC Bible? <laughs> I burned your it. Your PC Bible. Yeah. Mm, I keep one in my back pocket. This is all the like fat shaming. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Look, the, everyone has gotten way too worked up about like no bullying. We don't want any bad thoughts. It was funny. Chris Farley could have said no. He could have said, "I don't. I'm not yeah. going to do that." Yeah. He he was in on the joke. How many t- he did the the fat guy in a little coat thing in uh in what's the movie he did with David Spade where they're like driving mm. cross country. I know what you mean. Not black sheep but the other one. Tommy boy. Mm. Right? So yes. he's he does fat jokes all <clears throat> the freaking time. He was the fat guy. I know. But there was something about the juxtaposition with with Patrick Swayze and seeing them both in a two shot with all of his blubber going up and down. Anyway, Bob felt bad. He felt bad. I want to tell you something else that Bob said. Okay. He really hates Lorne Michaels. Oh, really? Oh, was he talking? When Howard Stern was just brave. Tell me more. What do you mean? Evidently, the first time Bob came down to be interviewed by Lorne Michaels, Lorne had him waiting three and a half hours. Three and a half Mm. hours for the initial interview. With no apology when he finally came into the office. That sounds about right. Though. It does. Guess, doesn't, you're yeah. not surprised to hear this, no. are you? But um, anyway, so he came out with a book and he was promoting it on SNL. I like think, because I, I, I've never met Lauren Michaels, but I've heard enough people talking about him in different ways. Yeah. And I think there are some people that really love Lauren. And I think the people that love him... Um, kiss, kiss his ass. Is that where you're going to go? Not necessarily, okay. but I think, I think they know... He's an asshole. A dick, right? Yeah, right. And you'll, like you'll hear some people like um, like Dana Carvey who will say, "Yeah, Lauren was great," but you can also kind of tell behind that, like there might be some stories where he was also an asshole right. in these moments. I'm not going to talk poorly about him because he gave me a career. And That's he what really... Bob Odenkirk was saying. Yeah, he said that he's grateful. Yeah. to the guy for giving a break on SNL. He wouldn't be here where he is today. Yeah, but he was telling stories about yeah having to wait hours before the first interview and so on. 
without an apology. That also feels very 1980s-esque. And I wonder if it really was three hours. Mm. It might have that's that he might have had him wait like 35 minutes or an hour even. Yeah. And yeah. that story has escalated over the years into three and a half hours. Maybe. But even if it's 46 minutes to acknowledge it when you go into the office and say, I'm sorry you had to wait, man. I was putting out a few fires. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of that like Gordon Gecko kind of uh, Wall Street persona that was happening back mm. then. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where there's a lot, all this bravado of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them waiting just because I could. Right. There was a lot of that in the right. 80s and yeah. early 90s. Power. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Anyway. There's Bob. Hey, let's move on to another element of in the news, another news story. Sure. Oh, that academy. What okay. are we going to do with them? So here's what's going on. First of all, as our, you and our listeners know, eight of the categories, eight of the quote lesser ones, uh, are going to have an abbreviated version. They're going to film it an hour before the telecast goes live. It'll be edited down and then shown, and the eight awards will be acknowledged and so on. And then I read another article that they said about how they're going to modify. And I, I sent you a text. I said, either the Academy is backpedaling slowly or they're just clarifying what is. And you said maybe it's both. That in a way, they're... Here's what they're it doing. It feels like they pulled back a few doing. notches and try to sell it. What they are doing is they, whether they know it or not, they're indicating that eight of these awards are not yeah. as worthy yeah. as the other yeah. awards. Yeah. And they are indicating as well that these eight are on the chopping block. So if we, if we do need more time, these are the eight that will go. Right. Instead right. of combining actor and actress, right? How about just I always want yeah, just combine. Shouldn't be separated by sex sure. anymore. I yeah. feel that way. Yeah, I, I, it never should have been separated by sex. Yeah. Or yeah. gender or whatever we're yeah. calling it. Yeah. Now, binary, bi, non-binary actress. Well, that needs its own but, category, no. obviously. <laughs> but here's what I want to tell you now. This just happened two days ago. That a, a set, what, Now, we know the editors. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Why don't we have best white actor <laughs> and best black actor? Left-handed actors. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Red-headed actors. Best tall actor, best yeah. short actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue eyes actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We know about the editor's branch. They're livid. Mm -hmm. They sent a scathing email. Well, this just happened to that the sound mixer, uh, he's an Os uh, Oscar-winning sound mixer who did all of Scorsese's movies. He resigned. Well, he, did, he didn't send in something to the Academy? He's out. I figured he would have sent in a tape. A tape? Yeah. Wait. Oh, they're, 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 they're not going to write anything, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> sent a tape. He resigned. He said he doesn't want to play anymore. So I forgot his name. He won the Oscar for Hugo uh, for doing the sound mixing in Hugo. And he's pulled out. Now, I he pulled out from what? From the Academy? From the Academy. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He renounced his, his deal, his, his, his not partnership. He's not in the group anymore. He doesn't. He pulled out. Hold, like, will you talk into the yeah, mic? You're yeah. Talking the he's no longer in the Academy. Uh, he resigned. Okay. okay. Back off resigned. just a little. You were talking here. We can't hear you, but you got to talk into the microphone. Okay. I'll talk like this. <laughs> now, my question to you is. Is he? Did he give up his voting status, or is he part of the board and gave up his seat on the? That is a great question. I don't know. All I know is that resigned was in big letters in the headline that I article that I read. He just resigned. So you just read the headline of the article? I read the article, but I didn't get it that specific. <laughs> Leave me alone. Stop picking on me. I think. Hey, you want it? This is better than what I used to go. I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> For That's news true. items. This so look true. at me now. You created a monster. Oh, me right. with my six news stories. <laughs> now I read the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe someday I'll read the whole story before I come into <laughs> hey, no, a no, podcast. No, 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 no. Just, just the first two, <laughs> two or three sentences will be enough. But you know what a couple of other branches did say? Now, this is interesting. They said, you know what? Let's hold back, wait, and see how it's presented before we lodge a formal protest. They did make the argument that the Tonys does that for the, quote, lesser awards. They pre-record it. They edit it down and they include it in the broadcast. So that's what a couple of other branches did say. So wait, let's wait. The Oscars and see. is taking their cue from a bunch of stage faggots. Gotta that's dance. really what we're doing. Gotta dance. Hey, I like those faggots. <laughs> I heard that about you. <laughs> and there you go. So we'll, we'll certainly see what they uh, what they end up doing. Now, one more point, if I may. Yeah. You didn't hear about Sam Elliott and Power of the Dog, did you? No. This is really interesting. Sam Elliott renounced out. He gave he, he, he resigned. He wants to have nothing to do with power. Now we all know Sam Elliott, yeah. and of course his image, that whole macho thing with the droopy mustache, and he was a scathing Twitter. He tweeted all about Power of the Dog, which I haven't seen. I don't think you've seen it. Well, either. I wanted to see it, and you said no. I you did vetoed actually. It. I did because I didn't like the director when she did that piano movie, hmm. which was psychobabble as far as I'm concerned. Well, at any rate, evidently. It had to do with cowboys where there was an implication that they were gay. They were naked in a lot of scenes. And he said, how dare a director write about the Old West female from Australia? Huh. And that, Interesting. And this female from Australia can't write a screenplay. And he said, actually, I admire the director. And she's done so. What's her last name? Champion? Champion. Champ, yeah. That she's done some brilliant stuff. But power of the dog, he was livid, but then the, there was a counter argument to what was said that this is just proving the, the the toxic masculinity that's permeating our society. But it's interesting that his main point was, how dare she, female from Australia, implying that cowboys were gay and often naked, write this popular well, movie about... Well, if Sam Elliott... And this is what well, I want to see. Sam Elliott naked? He should do... A parody? He should do a movie about aborigines in Australia <laughs> who are just slaughtering people left and right, just cutting their heads oh, off. Oh, they said they'd be gay and naked. No, 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 no. That's far too progressive. <laughs> I want to go regressive yeah, where they're yeah. just violent. They're just raping women left and right and just absolute 100% masculine. Right, That's just killing, funny. murdering, That's fucking. That's, That's all they're funny. doing. Needless to say, and there's, and there's yeah. no redeeming value at the end of the movie. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, and and then when everyone goes, oh, how dare you? This is not how they they are. They weren't. You go, yeah. How does it feel, bitch? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's it feel? Actually, I'm sorry. It'd be oh, how does it feel? <laughs> and his mustache would be yeah. flickering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Needless to say, there's been a huge backlash to his twit. Twitter mm -hmm. tweets, sweet tweets. Yeah. So it was interesting. Even Jimmy Kimmel was. You could also fun call them long. twitterings. Tw no, you can't. Yeah, you can call them twitterings. No, you're making fun of me right or, now. Or tweeters. Twitter. Twi Tweeterers. Yeah. yeah. Twit. Tweeters. Twit. Sometimes you treat me like a twit. <laughs> I treat you like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for America's favorite game show. Oh. Name that title. Bum 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 bum. Okay. See, there I, I go dogs. again. I stopped right. Dog done. Okay, let's move on. No, I've got two, and these are real difficult ones. Uh oh. I thought uh, these are hard ones. In previous weeks, they've been a bit easy. This was a horrible documentary that we saw 
about nine scientists being interviewed oh, from around the yeah, world. Yeah. I remember this. Seeking answers. And I think I disliked it more than you did. And I thought it was interesting. It, you thought it was interesting. I didn't. I thought it was an interesting premise. Because, yeah, I love the premise. The I premise too, was like where one, where one left off, the other would pick up. They were connected in a way. Yeah. And nine scientists around the planet, and it's a three-word title, the first word being the. The blank blank. And uh, it's a forgettable title. Wondering if you can name that title. It's something like... It's something like... The search for intelligence, or something like that. It's got some sort of trying to be loftier title than it is. No. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. All right, what but is it's it? still not good. The most unknown. Uh, the most yeah, 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 yeah. unknown. That's a weird. Yeah, that's what they're, they're that's trying to get where lofty you're going. and like yeah. Yeah, it's too escalated to uh, yeah. the most unknown. That was a title. One more for you. You ready? Yeah, okay. Okay. This was a film we saw, and it's a. Um, Wait, there was there was a couple of parts in that documentary that were that do stand out to me, where they were talking about where life exists, and they were looking at those hot springs, and I was like, oh, that yes. was kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One more. Yeah. An action thriller. That was our, our main film okay. in our podcast. And all about the Los Angeles crime lord scene starring Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. You remember that? Yeah. And this, too, is not a... It's a uh, weird title. Uh, they had it's, a great shootout that happened right down the... Literally, uh, like, 50 feet from where I used to live. Yeah, yeah. In that apartment building. The title is an expression that we use today, and it's also... A name that they give this crime lord. It was a term that they would use for them. It's the blank blank. The blank blank. So you know the film I know, mean, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, action thriller with Shia. L.A. crime Give me a little lord. bit more of a hint. Okay. The tax. Collector. Yes. Very good. The tax collector. Yeah. yeah. Tax collector. That's okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's okay. It's, it, yeah. Well, it's better than the most unknown. You know, that movie wasn't too bad. The movie or yeah, the title? The movie. The movie did it what it's supposed good. to do. Yeah. Remember, he got he got tattooed. Yeah. For that one scene that was on screen. It was for, only one scene. For, uh, yeah, for like a half a second. Yeah. Where we saw the body and it was tattooed for that one moment. And it was an actual And I think that was that about it, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie. It was. It was. I think I, think I like it more in retrospect than I did at the time time i think i think i really wanted to like it and now that i, I think back on it i'm like that oh, was pretty decent that's good do you remember that other movie he was in about the relationship with his father and it was somewhat autobiographical yes. honey boy yes honey boy yes i kind of like that yeah. movie i now let me tell it. you a movie that you would really dig yeah um it ugh, ira we should watch this movie do tell um it's the same director as Tax Collector. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty I'm like 90% sure it's the same director. Have you seen Fury? No. So it's with Brad Pitt and Shia LaBeouf. And um, hold on, let's see. The Tax Collector. Let me find out if it's uh, the same director. Did, yeah, he do tra- Did he do Training Day by any chance? David Ayer? I'm not sure he might have done Training Day. Or maybe it's the same writer, but anyway. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think so but too. But he did. David Ayer did End of Watch. Oh. <laughs> and he so he did Tax oh, Collector. What a movie. You gave David me that Ayer film. Yeah. And he also did Fury. So Fury is a World War II tank movie, and it follows 
the guys that like live and work in this tank and like ev- like what are their jobs what how do they work and they have like a mission it's kind of a saving private ryan kind of movie but mm-hmm. it's all in a tank and uh you know brad pitt is like the captain of their crew i don't know if it's captain or what the rank would be but um and shia labeouf is like the i think he's like the munition specialist and it's really interesting it's a great movie oh i just see it yeah you you would really like it there's a few scenes in that movie that are like they're very like wow yeah well same director as end of watch huh wow that movie isn't weird i forgot anna kendrick was in it is that weird no, well, I, actually, as much as much as we've been talking no. about memory on this show, I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, the point is, I was so engrossed with the two of them. Yeah, their chemistry is a their chemistry is incredible. And you know, they didn't like each other. That's yeah, what makes it even more said, yeah. interesting. Yeah. By the way, it stars one of my favorite actors of all time, uh-huh. yeah. Jake. Oh, him. Jake. Uh-huh. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And uh, and that's what I've got for in the news. That's pretty good. Hey, Thank you, was, buddy. I was one of the better it. news segments you've done in a while. Not bad. Not I, I kind of, you know, I kind of blew my wad here. Yeah. Woo! All yeah. downhill from here. What'd you see this week? Ah, some are old, some are new. We now present the weekend review. But first, avgearguide.com. Do tell. Avgearguide.com has over thirty years of experience in the business of transferring all of your non-digital media into digital media. Okay, now look. I always talk about how you can send him stuff, but you really can't. go go look at your old photographs. Yeah, your old slides, your old negatives. They, people can't do that. They don't have a slide projector. Yeah, your they old have family a photos. Right. Send those over to avgearguy.com. Right, right. He'll transfer them for you. You yeah. don't have to do it. Yeah. You keep thinking you're going to do it. You're not. Avgearguy.com will do it for you, and he'll do it at a really high resolution, so you can share it with everybody out on the internet. State of the art equipment, extremely reasonable price, less expensive than Costco. We're both clients of his. Mention our podcast, you get a five percent discount off the prices that are on his website, Avgearguy.com. Okay, who's going to go first? Now I think I told you. Yeah, I've been busy. I I told you that. What? What have you been doing? Off the air. Eh, Okay, I've been working. You know what? We're all busy. Everyone's busy. But um, I did. I did watch a few things, but my my list has not been. It, you know, I go through these sp- like fits and starts. What do you call that? Spurts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm S- talking about? Stop and go. Yeah, like where I've I've been watching a bunch and then I won't see anything for a while. But I did watch a couple of movies. I watched a few movies with my daughter, and um, okay, one I mentioned James and the Giant Peach. I mentioned that I think last week that uh-huh. I watched that with my daughter. Um. But you know what else I watched? Uh, I watched Frankenweenie with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, Tim Burton. Yeah. And she was, she didn't really want to watch it at first. And she's done this a few times where she'd be like, no. And then I'll put it on. And then she's just sucked in. That girl's eyeballs did not leave the screen. And we watched it kind of late. Like she usually goes to bed. Um, she's been going to bed earlier around midnight or so. And we kind of started it at about, 11 30 something like that and it, it was getting close to two o'clock she <laughs> was still wired she was like what is this and she, she was just totally in and she's zone. tracking oh yeah yeah she was like she she understood uh you know i was like who is that the sparky and i'd be like what's happened she's like, he died like she kind of understood wow, that and wow. a skeleton like she would wow be able to explain to me wow. what's hear happening. that esoteric listener Mm, telling you you know what else we watched this week what else and she has been watching this a lot steamboat willie 
first Mickey Mouse animation. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And she'll she's been she'll bring me over. She's got her iPad set up, and she'll put on Steamboat Willie. It's kind of bizarre. All I know from that is like a five second clip where we see Mickey Mouse right. Yeah. At the wheel turning, and that's the only scene I know. That's all anybody ever shows. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It was on display in Disneyland where they showed the history of animation, and yeah. they, that's the only scene I know. I don't know anything about it other than that. Which is funny because he's not actually the captain of the ship. Oh. And what else is funny oh, when I was Mickey. watching it, like he was steering the ship, but then the I think it's Pete is the the cat who's in charge of the ship comes and like knocks Mickey out of the way, and is like get out of here. And the back, he doesn't actually say anything, but it kind of moves him away, and Pete is clearly the captain. So. Mickey was steering the ship while Pete was away. And then later on, there's a scene where they're trying to get a cow. They have like a crane and they have to pick this cow up off the dock and put it on the on the ship. And the cow's too skinny for the crane. It's got like a loop that goes around the cow to pick it up to put in the ship. And so Hickey, Hickey, Mickey just walks over to a big pile of hay that's near where it fattens them up and fattens up the cow right just takes all this hay and shoves it in the cow and the cow gets fat and now the, the crane will fit him but i was like he just stole all this somebody that's somebody's hay and he just totally stole it and i think that's a what that's morals, a metaphor what morals is that teaching that's a metaphor for disney right there yeah you're right yeah look how much disneyland's charging yeah it's crazy bastards you know what I think the problem is too. Like they they keep charging more and more, thinking that people will come less and less, but they just it's not keep working. Going. It's not working. Yeah. 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 There's quite outrage about the. I'm prices. not sure if I ever told you about this. I watched a, a while ago. There's a really interesting. Um, it's a it's a long documentary, and it's a YouTube documentary. So there's a level of documentaries on YouTube that are all kind of just. They lack the professionalism that you would see from something even like Icarus. When we that's like a a full on documentary where yeah. it's got all these you know high end graphics and things like that. And the YouTube documentaries, there's like a whole subculture of that where people it's just the person talking and showing stills. It's something that you might have seen on the History Channel mm -hmm. in you know circa 2002, but it's on on YouTube instead. I know what you mean. But what's really interesting is that. YouTube, there's so many of them. It's allowed people to become hyper focused on certain aspects. I think most documentaries would have been, well, we gotta, we have to have broad appeal, so we're gonna make a documentary about Disneyland. This was a documentary on Disneyland's Fast Pass system. Look how specialized. That's where you're looking yes. for. Look how specialized the topic yeah. has become. That's really interesting. I've been hearing a lot about Fast Pass. And it Pass. was a long documentary. Is it critical, the documentary? Is it critical of Fast Pass? Or yes. It... And ultimately, by the end of the documentary, he starts showing, he the guy starts running algorithms in a simulator and starts showing like the different versions of Fast Pass if we were to take from like what they were doing in like the early two uh, early 2000s and then what they were the changes that they made in you know, 2007 or something like that if we were to run these which one of these was the most effective and they were just running these bots basically and using the fast pass system which would kick you over to another ride and, and we would get all of this data so he basically built a his own little imaginary theme park to run these tests yeah, on yeah. and used real 
park data in order to wow. to find that out. And it was fascinating. It's it was extremely fascinating because the the person really knew their shit. Like they had just done an incredible level of research and they were telling the whole story, the whole history of all of it. And I think I might have mentioned it on this podcast before. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um in it they start talking about the price of admission yeah. as well and how much Disney has charged more and more and more and more. And I think a good part of it was we got to stop these lines from being so long. So how do we do that? And they thought that by raising the prices, people would stop coming as much. But it didn't It happen. doesn't it didn't happen. Ha I know. People and so now what you have are people who – there are a, a significant number of people who this is their like once-in-a-lifetime thing. And Disney really wants to cater to those people. Like if this is your once-in-a-lifetime – opportunity as opposed to the the season pass holders right but if you're a season pass holder like you know you you come here all the time you have more of a chance to ride all of the rides and so if it's a once in a lifetime thing how do you make sure that you ride all the right. rides that you want to ride right and it's it's very difficult to ride all of the rides in one day i've always wanted to see that film that came out about three or four years ago that was illegally shot at yes, Disneyland. Yes, I haven't seen a, that either. I, I vote, it was shot on an iPhone. Isn't that correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, again, as we know, Disney has that reputation. Of was being it Tomorrowland? Very, Wasn't that yes, like that's the name of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Disney has that reputation of being very copyright protected oriented and they'll sue the hell out of you. I'm so curious about that. Is it available? I wonder. Oh, yeah. I think you can find it. I'd like to see that. Let's put that on our, yeah, on our list. But by the way, let me also add. This documentary you're telling me about, Robert, is on uh, YouTube, correct? Yeah. Anything else on YouTube you might want to mention? No. Oh, uh, Robert? No, that's this not. Is, you want to, like, you know, is there something else, buddy? Hmm. In a few days, it's going to go live oh, on YouTube? Oh, yeah! Mm -hmm. Do tell. That's right. There's a new documentary that's coming out on YouTube. No, it's not a documentary, no. Well, I don't it's know a narrative film that narrative. Um, you and I are quite familiar with, and it's going to be on YouTube free. Hmm. We talking about Thirty Love? Mm. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I guess okay. Not. Thought I mentioned it. Yeah, Thirty Love is gonna there be. There you go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thirty Love is gonna be premiering this week, March 9th. I know. On YouTube for free. free. So check that out. So if yeah. you have not seen Thirty Love, the movie we keep talking about, I know. You can go watch it on uh, on YouTube. Cool. And also, if you know, if, if people do want the bonus features, oh, can't get that on YouTube. No, you can't get that. No. Then they'd have to buy our, our disc, yeah. either the DVD or the Blu-ray. Right. But how can one do that? I don't know. <laughs> You're just looking at me. No, let me try that again. Okay. Take two. But but how can one do that? Mm, I want a little more emotion this time. Just but, give me a little more. But Robert, how, how can one do that? Okay, that was good. Just a little too much. Can you can you pull back a little bit? But Robert, how can one do that? Mm, that was good. One mm. more, just a little more inner turmoil. Robert... How can one do that? They can go to 30lovefilm.com. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> All right, what else you got? What did you see this week? My week in review, number one, the Beatles documentary, Get Back. Robert, Robert, I'm now 19 hours in. <laughs> another seven, <laughs> sure does another like that, 17 huh? hours to go. But I'm finally on the third installment, and this is probably we're going to get to the fucking rooftop concert, which I've been waiting for. All escape right. yes. from tomorrow oh it's, called escape. it's not just tomorrow right yeah right tomorrow land is that tomorrow land is another movie right 
with Tom Cruise, I think. A sci-fi movie? Uh, I think. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Do, I'm, I'm thinking about Alicia. George Clooney Alicia. is in Tomorrowland. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. This is Escape from Tomorrow. I'd really yeah. love to see that. Okay. In addition to Get Back, um, I saw something I was always curious about, and I was warned that it was going to appear dated, and it was Bloom and Love. This is another George Siegel movie directed by Paul Mazursky, mm-hmm. and it was in the early 70s, and it was quite dated. Mm. It did appear quite dated. Number three. You appear quite dated. Yeah, I mean, no, tell me about it. What is the Beating deal? all over the place. What is the deal with me and Death Proof? I can't, st- I talked about it a few months ago. I can't stop. Once it's on, we should mention that this is part of the Grindhouse 2 movies. I've only seen it once. Oh, gosh, I've seen like nine times. To- Maybe I hate women. <laughs> no, I'm serious because it's really quite. It, it is it's pretty, pretty. Yeah, it yeah. is pretty. Um, the other movie within the movie being Planet Terror Directed by Rodriguez, right? Uh-huh. So this is a quote double bill, but this is just death proof by Tarantino. Kurt Russell. He's great. He's fucking over the top. He's crazy. He's crazy. And I promised myself, all right, first 12 minutes. That's all. I can't stop. I just can't. I wonder what that's all about. Did you ever see Knives Out? Did you see yes. that movie? I've been wait- waiting a few days to ask you. What do you think of it? Uh, a lot of hubbub about hubbub, hubbub. No. I love it. Yeah, hubbub. I, I want to be really clever and cagey. Yeah, and but not. it was all what a cast. You know, even Michael Shannon, who we like a lot, Tony Collette, and so on, and Christopher Plummer was in it. Jamie Lee Curtis and Daniel Craig. He was James Bond. He was interesting playing. Wait, the James lead. Bond was in this? Yeah, well, the actor who played James, yeah, Daniel Craig. Why did you say he was Dan- James Bond? Da-da, da-da, da-da. Daniel Craig. But I saw that. And one last movie, Boogie Nights. I always forget when I think about Boogie Nights that the last third is kind of crazy. Yeah. It really, because I only used to remember like, when I think about the movie, it's the first two thirds in the club, Roller Girl and all that stuff. But man, that shootout in the mansion that's just fucking crazy stuff. Well, you know, all that stuff's based on real occurrences. Yeah. That, that was happening with John Holmes and the yes. Wonderland murders. Yeah. And yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Quite a movie. But Ronald's got the Oscar for that. He's nominated. Uh, no, He's definitely he nominated. He was definitely nominated. He did not like that movie. Oh, he, he didn't. He That's hated right. That movie. That's right. But I just wanted to watch the very end to see, you know, what's his name's penis. Well, who? <laughs> who? Who's penis? That's what's his name. Marky Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I don't know. What you're yeah, Wahlberg. About. Yeah, famous oh. scene at the end. Oh. We're in zip. But people are always saying, "Is that really his penis?" Oh, it's or prosthetic. Is it, or is it prosthetic? Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> That's what I saw. All right. All right. You want to talk about Mr. Boogity and Robert? Talk us through it. Mr. Boogity centers on a. Well, it's, first of all, it's a 1986 Six. film uh, made by Disney that was originally designed as a a television pilot. And then they turned it into, I guess it's a short film, right? Because it's 45, 45 minutes. minutes. That's one hour with commercials, right? Yeah. So be, was it meant to be a pilot? Is it, that was right? meant, I think it was meant to be kind of kick off a TV show. I see. Which never came to be. And then, uh, yeah, so it's about a family that moves into Lucifer Falls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a haunted house haunted by Mr. Boogity. And the family, seeing, hearing all these strange noises and seeing strange movements and it's clearly haunted, and they eventually uh, find Mr. Boogity, and they, they discover that they need to steal his cape, and he'll lose all his powers. 
And so they're going to try to steal his cape. And he did. I want to say, too, that I didn't realize that it was a pilot, but it was also on Walt Disney's uh, The Wonderful World of Disney mm-hmm. and later became The Wonderful World of Color when mm-hmm. Color began, that this was shown because often they'd have original programming content, oh. too. So they took the pilot that didn't sell and they aired it on The Wonderful World of Disney. Um, well, we want to mention, besides, we I was tempted to go into, so what do you think? More than that, we want to emphasize that this is Robert's first memory where he has a recollection of having seen a film. Yeah. So obviously the question I have to pose to you is, your memories, were they accurate? How was it seeing a second time? Were there any specific moments that sparked you, that resonated? I remember this. Did that happen? So the, the, I, t- I told you before we started recording, or before we started watching the movie, there were a couple of shots that I remembered that weren't in this movie. I think I'm confusing this movie with something else because it was another ghost movie with something having to do with the Civil War. Hmm. And I remember that, like, uh, you know, ghosts holding lanterns or something like that, and there was a horse carriage. Can't quite remember what that was, and I'm confusing these two movies. But I, I know that this movie I had seen... And I think we had it recorded off of, like, on a Betamax tape. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I remember it being very dark. It was pretty dark. You know, Actually, like, it was. It, it, there were a few scenes that weren't, but we should mention Christy Swanson. Well, no, I want to ask you something. Yeah. I'm going to show my ignorance here. You were mentioning with producer Joe about Christy Swanson. Yeah. What has she done? She was Buffy, the vampire slayer. Oh, my God. That was her? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, that you recognize David Faustino, yeah. who was in Married with Children. This was quite a few years before yeah. Married with just like eight, I'm guessing about eight years before Married with Children. Yeah. But you recognize his face. Yeah, I was like, that looks like, like a Bud little Bundy. kid. And it was. Yeah. That was him, too. And uh, I've seen every episode of, of Married with Children, and that's one of the longest running sitcoms of all time. Married with, do you, we never talked about Married with Children. It's a I great fucking show. love. Robert. It's awesome. Robert, I can't believe they got away with some of the... You know what the original show's be- title was, Do right? tell. What? The original... They were originally going to title it, Not the Cosby Show. I love it. Was it really, really going to be called... They were really close to calling it that. But they were like, we just can't. There's, We're going to get in so much trouble with legal on this. It's so one of the few shows where I laugh out loud. Yeah. It's really clever and edgy. Yeah. Real edgy. So, yeah. So, David Faustino was... Um, was the kid, the son in that movie. But also, we should mention too, I don't mean to interrupt you, Richard Masur, he's done a lot, obviously. Yeah. Mauser, right? Isn't that hmm? how you say Mauser? Oh, I always said Masur. I think Mauser. it's Mauser. Richard Mauser. Yeah, he's been around as a character actor right. for, for decades. Okay, now, so get back to what you're saying. So some of the, they weren't even shots, they were just kind of like ideas of a shot, I guess, weren't, weren't in this movie. So there must be something else out there that I'm confusing it with. But... There definitely were some of these moments, especially when we started watching it, where I'm going, oh, that's right, there was this. Oh, that's right, there was that moment. I forgot that Richard Bowser's character, he basically ran a gag, like a gag store. Like a, Do you remember this? Like there, This used to be a thing, like magic and gags that you would have. I used to have a buzzer thing. A, hand, a joy buzzer. Shake like my a hand and yeah. get a little shock. Or like a you know fake poop. Or yeah. novelties, yeah. oversized scissors and things like that. Water squirting out of a... Right, yeah. of a flower yeah. or something. So I remember there being a, a bunch of gags that were in this. And I could remember pacing-wise where they were within the show. Now, maybe that's just come from years of watching other movies and just kind of... But I, that, that, that was a memory. It was knowing, 
oh, here's a funny part that comes up. And there were specific scenes, the staircase, things yeah, like I that. Yeah, had. A, I told you before we recorded or before we watched that I remember there was a staircase. They were like walking up the staircase. And sure enough, there was this staircase. But it wasn't exactly what I had in my mind. My mind was different. My mind, it was kind of an over the shoulder. And there was, never really was that shot. Uh, but there was definitely this dark staircase where they're walking up, you know, all trying to find Mr. Boogity. Uh, but things were coming back as I was watching it going, oh, yeah, that's right. It's just so long ago. I mean, that was, I, I can't remember well, very It much. was 1986. Yeah. How old were you then? Seven. So, I was born in 79. What? You were born in 79? Yeah. Does that make you feel old? I was living with my girlfriend in 1979. Oh. Yeah. You're getting laid? Yeah, a lot more than you were at that time. <laughs> well, well. hey man, let me tell you, I yeah. I touched a lot of pussy in 1979. <laughs> wow, wow. I mentioned earlier too. It's pretty funny that your first movie recollection, 1986, and mine was in 1945. But to be fair, I saw the movie with my family years later in the early to mid 50s, not in 45. Well, I think it's also yeah, because I was saying this to you earlier. If I can vaguely remember some ideas, imagine what adding another 30 years on top of that would be like. Right? Wow. If you're watching it in 55, that's that's about 30 years before what yeah. I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. That's a really hard. It's basically you're you're basically doubling what I'm doing in terms of memory. You're making me feel old. Well, I'm not trying to make you feel old, but there is a difference between I know how far back I have to reach in my memory files right. and how far back you have to reach. Right. And that's one of the components that makes me so valuable on this podcast. Well, I, look, we're kind of making a joke about it, but it's true. It is true. It is true. It is true. And I, I think most of most podcasts about movies, they don't talk about memory. They're, they're only talking about – they're treating film – the way that film was meant when in the 1920s and 30s, when it was just disposable. You watch right. it one time and that's it. And I just don't think that's how people do watch movies, especially movies that they like. And we, we refer back to them and we keep talking about our memories. And we're like, oh, yeah, do you remember when Darth Vader does this, this, and this? Right. And to not address the memory, right. I think, is a, is a mistake. And I think that's something that we... We have discovered through the course of I this. I love that we're, we've done this and we're doing it. And I, it's something that has always been there, but it's just come out more and more yeah, and more, yeah. especially in this season. Like this this past year, we've really started to yeah. develop that a lot more, to, taking films out of the vault as we've been doing, uh, re revisiting King Kong, yeah. which we hadn't done. Um, you know, Both of us watching uh, King of Comedy, which we hadn't seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah, and and so even I, movies from five years ago, right? Um, Nocturnal animals, Nocturnal emissions. Oh, animals. <laughs> and I think the fact that most of the people that are reviewing movies on these podcasts are maybe my age, but probably even a little bit younger than me. Right? Mm -hmm. They're probably in their mid thirties, maybe early thirties. I'm in my early forties. I don't think there's very many people that are your age that are doing this. Hey. Well, it's true. And I don't think that I think they're missing a perspective of films from that era. And I I really value that. 
having you on Wait, the show. Are you paying me a call? Yeah, I am. I am. Robert. Legitimately. Robert. Ira, you you are a student of film. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, you, a lot of your friends, when they when they comment on the show, they're commenting on the same kinds of films that you're commenting That's on. That's true. But with with the exception of like the late '80s till like the late '90s, where you just went dormant on movies and you didn't see <laughs> shit, you actually you can hold your own. I mean, you've seen movies now in the past ten years that I think a lot of people in your age bracket have never seen nor ever would see. Right. And I think the fact that you you know you've been kind of watching unique films your entire life really gives you. A, a special perspective that most most shows would never have. And I also want to say this. I was thinking about this, too. You name me any other film podcast, any other film podcast that has reviewed Mr. Boogity or <laughs> The Horn, Horn Blows, Blows at Midnight. Midnight. I dare you. Especially back to back like this. What do those two films have in common? I love it. Thank you for that. You know, Robert, I do want to say that five years ago, you made it really clear that I was kind of being tested out to see how valuable I could be to the show. Yeah. And you said you'd let me know. Yeah. Well, now that we've done together, mm -hmm. how many episodes? Two. Well, this is episode Two. 251. And I've been involved with less four, negative four. Yeah. Right. Right. So how about that? So I'll let so you know. Are you still? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Listen, I promise Don't you. Don't hold your breath. In another 250 episodes, I'll let you know. I'll be dead. Maybe. <laughs> but um, uh, getting back to Mr. Boogity, uh, <laughs> a, a movie. Who has even brought up Mr. Boogity? I know. Ever. I've never heard anyone else mention that as a movie. I, most people don't even know this thing exists. Right. Right, we just watched something that I'll bet the people at Disney Plus are going. Someone watched. Someone this? watched it. They got their twenty-two cents. Yeah. Somebody watched it. <laughs> Someone's like, "Hey, Freddie, you owe me twenty bucks now." I told you somebody would eventually watch it. <laughs> I don't know. What were your thoughts about it? It, it was cute. Actually, some scenes were rather terrifying, which I didn't expect. Oh, really? Some of those special effects were pretty... Now, this was the mid-'80s. Yeah. Before computer-generated yeah. imaging. But it was still... Even you commented at one point, how did they do that with the shimmering green? There were a couple of yeah, interesting like, rotoscope back shots. Then before yeah. computers? So it was... Um, but it was um, silly. It was goofy. The father was getting more and more obnoxious yeah. with his silly little pranks. Um, but it was, it was what it was. I, I would say this is a bad, this is bad. Well, bad. I'm surprised you say that. You yeah. don't mean that. You don't mean that. Well, I do. I, th I thought this was going to be an F. Like I really thought it was going to be almost unwatchable and it was watchable, but this is, I mean, I'm never going to watch this. Again. Hey, don't forget Richard Masur is president of the uh, Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm twice mm -hmm. so there you go he's done a quite a body of work that man now you say twice does that mean like he was president for a day and then president again for the next day <laughs> two terms oh okay yeah i mean there oh, were a couple of funny moments there were some funny moments that we laughed out loud at a couple of points yes absolutely 
And uh, oh, it had John uh, Aston, uh, who is uh, the Adams family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Married to Patty Duke. Yeah, and their son Sean. How uh-huh. about that? Well, he was not in the film. No, he's not in the movie, but they had a son. Yeah, I just want to say that too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, think so about I, that. Patty Duke married. I don't see them as a couple. Adam, what's his first name? John. Uh, John. No, no, no. Adams. What's what's the Adams character? Um, Adams. Family. Oh, the Adam, uh, what's, what's the uh, name um, of the character? Then? Oh, geez. There's Morticia. Yeah. And what's his name? Frank. No. Do-do-do-do. Steve. Do-do-do. So she married him and had a child who went on to be a hobbit. Gomez. That's it. That's what it is. Gomez. Yeah, so Gomez Adams married Patty Duke. What a couple. Patty Duke. What a crazy couple. What a wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft. Go, go figure. Such a or crush. Or Elliot Gould to Barbara Streisand. They were married That's for crazy. years. That's well, fucking even nuts. What, who's she married to now? What's his name? Uh, uh, Brolin. Um, You're right. Not James. Uh, James Brolin. Is it James? Not, yeah. Josh is the son. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that that's the craziest. Yeah. Barbara Streisand married, I mean, all of her husbands. It's like, who the but fuck? But Elliot Gould... There's just something about those. I two. could under, I can I don't understand Elliot Gould, but I could understand it more than I can James Brolin. I get it. Yep. James yep. Brolin is like I know. what? I know. I know. And they've been married for James quite Brolin, a few years. I put in the same category as Sam Elliott. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. like Sam Elliott and, yeah. and Barbara Streisand get yeah. together. That makes no sense. Anyway, how let's, does he put up with her? All right. <laughs> let's Let's talk about Mr. Boogity. Uh, what is else? there anything else to no, say? No. What this? else? Well, this is really for you. It's a celebration of you and your life and your memories. Christy and Swanson. Yeah. David Faustino. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, really, I think this is a movie that you might want to watch just for the novelty of seeing some of these people true. being so Agreed. young. Yeah. Agreed. By the way, are you familiar with Mimi Kennedy who played the wife? I don't know who she is or what she's. No, I, I, I didn't recognize. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Anyway, yeah. All right. So, do you have any? I don't have my money shots. Do you have money shots? Is there anything? Um, I, I think now my money shot, like after this, would be seeing Mister Boogity in the living room fighting them, and I mean, it's kind of the climax of right, the movie, right? And that would probably be my, um, my money shot. Is there any other big money shots that I would have? I don't think so. I know. Yeah. When the wife gets up in the middle of the night because she's kind of hungry and opens the refrigerator and puts a little sandwich on a plate so she can nibble on something. A little sandwich. My God, a mountain of food. And they weren't trying to be funny. No, they weren't trying to be funny. We were laughing. She grabs a whole tomato. It was a humongous meal. I was like, you you heard me say like, what the fuck fuck is going on? It's a humongous meal. It's one thing to have... A little piece of bread, some she toast. She grabbed like the entire cereal. French a little roll, I know. <laughs> the French loaf, right? And then often you have some and then, cereal if you have trouble sleeping, right? And then this was she took a big bite out of it and then sat down with like I know. eight packages of yeah. cheese. That's my money shot. And then like a whole tomato, a whole bell pepper. The tomato was kind of huge. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? If you came downstairs and saw your wife eating this, you'd be like. Well, you have a prop. I know, and they weren't meant to be funny. That's no, what's so I, fascinating. I do not think they were trying no, to be funny. No, no. They up were like, that? Oh, "She's getting a midnight snack." Yeah, midnight snack. <laughs> Enough to feed an army for three weeks. Oh man, that was great. 
that was that and the when Richard Mouser was like, no, no, I was just kidding. In the sleep, <laughs> he was sleeping. We set it up, set it up. So they yeah. have this moment, like everyone's paranoid about ghosts. First of all, they they think there's a ghost in the house, <laughs> and they're like, scary well, I'm, stories. I'm not staying here another minute. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> and then the dad, Richard Mouser, says, No, we're all gonna stay here. We'll go get we'll go get the sleeping bags and we'll camp out downstairs together. The fireplace around the fireplace. Yeah, so yeah. they build a fire. They turn out all the lights and tell ghost and stories. tell ghost they stories. Tell ghost stories. I don't think they were meant to be fun. No, I don't think. I don't was... even think it's ironic. No. There's no irony there. No. So what the. That's so bizarre. So but tell, scared of a ghost. Right. They're not gonna right. Okay. Now so the we'll sleeping. Ghost stories. Go to the sleeping. So eventually they fall asleep. The right? camera pans. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. Which Joanna pointed out as we were watching it. Producer Joey said, "That's a gas fireplace," and then it like burns out. Right. The, the flame goes out eventually, making it seem as if it had burned through all of the logs, and you know eventually kind of petered out. But right. no, they, they did a dissolve, and they had just turned off the gas <laughs> they, which again they, they weren't trying to be funny about they were trying to hide that's it. right yeah, yeah so when it does this the camera kind of pans past everyone who's asleep this is very like three stooges e you know what i mean like yes or like warner brothers looney tunes kind of stuff yes where everyone's asleep yeah, and we get to the see, camera up looking down a little right bit, and we get to see yeah. he, we get to hear what everyone's dreaming about muttering right? And it gets to the dad, and the, you know it just shows like the youngest son and the next oldest son, and Christy Swanson, the teenage daughter. And then it gets to the dad, and the dad, the the gag joke salesman, is going, no, 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 just kidding, just kidding. She's, he's she's he's gonna, thinking about just, playing haunted, pranks on people in this haunted house, so knowing funny. it's haunted, and he's muttering, oh, "I was just kidding. Oh, I got gotcha. you, just fooling." Oh God! All right, is it anyway? It's it's here's what I will say. It's I th- I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it last week on the on the episode. I, I, it, it's remarkable to me looking back as a young person. I would watch movies and do things that were incredibly scary. And I don't know why I felt compelled to, to do them. I would watch. I watched Halloween two a lot. And that it was a terrifying movie. And it, it gave me nightmares. And I would do those things because I kind of felt like... I think there was a part of me that was like, if I do it, I've overcome it. I've beaten it. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't have to be scared of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it worked. I would I would still get scared. But I still kind of felt like, just just do it anyway. Just just don't like don't let yourself be scared. As a little kid, as a six or seven-year-old, I could see this kind of being scary. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of fucked up stuff here. Um I mean, like, there's, there's, first of all, it's ghosts, and the, I mean, there's a couple of friendly ghosts, but Mr. Boogity is not friendly, and he's kind of terrifying, and, and looks bad, and even though this was kind of meant to be, like, a comedy, uh, you know, horror family movie, um, you know, my family never watched movies together, like, like, your family did, where everyone mm-hmm. sat down and watched a, a movie together, we didn't do that, it was everyone... If if we were all together, my father was watching usually football, and the rest of us didn't want to watch football, so everyone just kind of went their own different direction. And then when he left, someone else would watch TV. We only had one TV in the house, so everybody kind of took their turns. And 
you know, I, I watched whatever my, my brother watched until he was too old and just left the house and hung out with his friends. My mom never really watched television. She was always on the phone. And so I would take over the television and watch things like Mr. Boogity by myself, which is bizarre, I think. That's bizarre behavior for a child. I guess I'm the product of what happens when my they do fam- that. I'm more emotionally balanced because of all the warmth. Well. And a- <laughs> I watch movies with my family. Yeah, then there's you. Interesting. But I think what you're getting to is that there are moments of anti-wave, but ultimately... This is not anti-wave. It's not anti-wave. It's really not. I'd be scraping... I'd be coming up with a two on our scale of yeah. th- or three. No yeah. more higher than, no higher than a three. Um, who's our hero? Who is the protagonist? I think it's Christy Swanson. Really? You disagree? Can we say the family? Yeah, I can see that. It's weird that it's called Mr. Boogity because it's not really about Mr. Boogity. It's yeah, about the yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think each one of them gets a turn in the spotlight, but I think if I was pressed to say any one person, I probably would say Christy Swanson. Although even Richard Mauser's character is kind of... But he's like out of it. He's like he yeah, he doesn't get it for so long that you're kind of like, well, I can't identify with you. you're not recognizing the truth that's in front of you. Right. Right. That your house is haunted. But you know what I will give them? When he was finally produced with like when when his wife was like, No, no, I saw these ghosts, he was like, Okay, then there's ghosts. What are we gonna do? Right. He didn't put up this big fight of like, no now. He didn't like I think lesser movies would have said they would have had him stick to his guns and never change his, his ideals. So he heard them. Yeah. He was hearing his family. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll give it a two and a half on the anti-wave scale. I think I would give it less. I think I would say two. 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 Yeah. 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 Maybe even a 1.5. Are you ever going to see this movie again? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. You know, Maybe this... in another 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be here for that. <laughs> okay. You don't make quite a double bill, wouldn't it? This Mr. Boogity with a horn blows at midnight. Well, I think we just did. <laughs> You're right. We did do a double bill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. Do, do you think anybody that's listening in our audience is going to watch either that's one of these movies? That's a real good question. No. I doubt it. I, I would say if you're going to, go watch The Horn Blows at Midnight. I, I think agree. it's a, a slightly better movie. A slightly better. I agree. And... And probably worth just checking out, like you know, Jack Benny, and like, oh, here's kind of an old classic cinema. Mister Boogity really kind of feels disposable, like talking using that same word from earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it was good to kind of relive those moments. Yes. So certain things were coming back. I want to say just a quick tangent, if I may. That is, I think about these things. There was a, a quick beat in the horn blows at midnight. And I think you and I both laughed when Jack Benny's character was on Earth, knowing that after midnight there's going to be no more Earth, the planet will be gone. And we're at the hotel registry, and a guy wants to sign in and said, "Can I book a room for next week on a Thursday?" And Jack Benny is there, and he slowly closes the book. I thought it was the, ho- was the dinner was? reservations, wasn't it? It was the dinner reservations. It wasn't the hotel He's like, we're going tomorrow's. Yeah. It was making hotel dinner reservations. And instead of Jack Benny saying, don't bother, yeah. a dialogue like that, that'd be so much tri- trite, you show it, you don't say it. He just gently closes the book. 
not so allowing the guy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That was kind of funny. I just flashed on that. At any rate, yeah, okay. Well, then we say a fond farewell to uh, Mr. Uh, Bogarty. Bogarty. Not a real great title, although a, it is memorable. Uh, I'll give you that. There's was no it other, a play on bogey, Boogeyman? Uh, that's yeah, the Boogeyman, the Boogity Boogity, yeah. And that was a noise we used to make, Boogity Boogity. Yeah. Yeah. Did that noise we used to make come from the movie? No, I think the movie came from the noise. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, the character was even walking around going, Boogity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right, so uh, uh, we did money shots. We did anti-wave. We, did, we even t- said whether it was good or not. You think anybody's ever going to see this movie? No, uh, I hope not. Who died this week? Got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they done turned to dust. We lost the following people in the entertainment industry the last seven days. Farrah Fork, F-O-R-K, 54 years old, American actress, and she did quite a bit of TV, and she was in um, the movie Heat, the, the movie oh. Heat that you love so much, so she had a small part in that film. Ralph Ahn, 95-year-old American actor, she was in Lawnmower Man, uh, Amityville, and then we lost Veronica Carlson, 77-year-old British actress. She did a lot of, like, Dracula, Risen from the Grave, the horror, Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein must be destroyed and stuff like that. Ned Eisenberg, 65-year-old American actor. He did a lot of TV, but he's in a movie that I really loved, and you thought it was okay, Limitless. Remember Limitless? Love that movie. Yeah. I love it. She was in that. Ned was. Tony Walton. You know, I want to acknowledge this guy. 87-year-old British set costume designer. Uh, he did Pippin, All That Jazz, Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins. He won an Oscar and a Tony. And I want to say that uh, he did a lot of movies, got the Oscar for All That Jazz in 1979. And he was nominated for Oscars for Mary Poppins, Murder on the Orient Express, the, the first one, 1974, and The Wiz. This one really hurts, Robert. Uh-oh. Tim Considine. Do you remember? Do you know who he is? No. Talking earlier about Disneyland, 81-year-old American actor, you might know him from My Three Sons. He was one of the three sons. I know him from Spin and Marty. Way up there on the triple R. Yippee, yippee, oh, the horse. Anyway, I don't even know what you're talking yeah, okay, about. Okay, I know. Mickey Mouse Club. He was in Patton, and he was also in The Shaggy Dog. He did a lot of Disney movies. He's dead at 81. You were in a Shaggy Dog, weren't hey, you? Mitchell. Legs, legs, all of that. That's, that's Mitch, what you call that bitch. Mitch, uh, Mitchell Ryan, 88-year-old American actor. He did a lot of TV, Darman Greg, but he's also in Lethal Weapon. And here it comes. This is the biggie. Okay. Corners, corner, silver spotlight award. Not Gene Hackman died. Not Dick Van Dyke died. Not Mel Brooks or Pepe Le Pew. Alan Ladd Jr. This guy was a studio boss, Robert. He helmed, he okayed, he gave the green light to a lot of films, including Braveheart, Gone Baby Gone. He went around to all the studios. Uh, He was an Oscar winner as an executive and producer. He was a 20th Century Fox of the 70s. That's where he okayed Star Wars. Then he had his own company, the Ladd Company, and headed MGMUA. He won Academy Award Best Picture for producing Braveheart. So besides Star Wars and Aliens, get this. Uh, during his tenure, he stepped down from Fox, had a huge falling out, his own company. We know about that. He did Outland, Night Shift, Blade Runner, Police Academy, The Right Stuff, Gone Baby Gone, 
Uh, the company also produced Chariots of Fire. I know you're not fond of that movie. He, uh, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 82. Then he went to MGM UA. And this was in the uh, mid-80s. And over there, he did A Fish Called Wanda, Moonstruck, and Thelma and Louise. A studio boss. I haven't heard of any of those movies. <laughs> he shepherded these movies. He really did the green light on these films. And so he passed away. Candle Corner, birthday. So will they make any movies ever again now that he's gone? Well, that's an interesting point. I actually see what you're making. You're almost implying that he would have gotten made anyway. No, I don't think you're no, quite I'm, saying that. No, I'm just that. saying this but guy saying, was... Well, he was that he good. Every now movie. there's going to be a vacuum. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Hey, you know, a birthday. I got one for you. Ron Howard turned oh. 68 years old. Only 68? Oh, for well, some reason, I kind of thought he was 70s? older. Yeah. Like, no, he's my student. He was my student at John Burroughs High School. Oh. Kids tease him. They called him Opie. That was before Happy Days. How long was he your student for? He was my student for one semester, mass media. I taught him everything he knows about oh, film. I bet he cinema. totally remembers you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we wish him a happy birthday. All right. When does the top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Ghost movies. Ghost movies. Ira. Yeah, are we going to talk about defining our terms? I don't need to define anything. I have come <laughs> to a revelation. A revelation? Yes. Having to do with this yes. topic. Let's, you forgot to do it. No. Okay, you remember to do it. Yeah. But is it the word ghost and how you're defining the term? I don't you have like ghost movies. Excuse me. What yeah. did you just make us watch this evening? I didn't say I liked Mr. Boogity. I'm just, I just told you what the first. But you like scary horror movies, so you can prove something to yourself that you did it, even though you'll have nightmares. But I think even the ghost stuff. Do you believe in ghosts? No. I, I love don't. the way he said no. That's and weird. yeah, I'll tell you. I think I, I think I did for the longest time. And I read an article a number of years ago that really solidified my reasoning in no longer believing in them. This article was really, it had a great point. It said, when something moves, if, if something happens, we frequently ascribe that to being a ghost. Oh, it must be a ghost that moved the, you know, the, the candlestick over three feet on the table. First of all, we're, you're neglecting any sort of trick that the mind might be playing on you. Mm -hmm. But let's say that the that the the candlestick does move. Well, when you automatically assign that to being a ghost as the cause of that, why? First of all, are you selecting a ghost instead of a leprechaun, a unicorn, Bigfoot? I mean, there's so many other possibilities that it could be. Why ghost? You're like you said, it could be your mind playing tricks on you. Right. But if it is something it's the supernatural, easy, it's the easiest go -to. why is it a ghost instead of a gremlin? Right? Like, yeah. why are you picking that one? It's because that's what you want it to be. And he really, the article really also indicated something that was very, like, this is what was apt. It said, when you do that, when you say there's some sort of supernatural cause for this you're basically rejecting any sort of unknown real world possibilities there may be an electromagnetic field that's flowing through your house that you don't realize and might interact with some material inside the candlestick and it might have legitimately moved three feet because of this magnetic field and you are removing yourself from 
other possibilities of causes when you ascribe it to something like a ghost. And so by by investigating closer and saying, what could have caused this? There's any number of it's new It's lazy. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's I don't. It's going to the easiest go-to. Right. And so if there is a house that is haunted, maybe that sits on some sort of, I don't know, deep under earth. Uh, you know, maybe there's minor earthquakes Fault or something. Line. Who knows what it could be? Yeah, yeah. And I, when I read that, I went, <laughs> "That makes a whole lot more sense." I be, I believe in that. That makes total like it checks out. Well, you're just right now fucking up our whole top five, aren't you? I also don't. I, most of the ghost movies, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I, I'm never really like, oh. Oh, ghost. Oh. I just, I, I'm always kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. There's only been one or two that I've been like, mm, those. Well, there's good. one that I know. It's my number one. It's oh. a movie you love. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe I forgot about it. Maybe you did. Mm. All right. I hear you. I don't disagree with you. I don't. You don't believe in ghosts. No. Do you believe in psychic phenomena? Do you believe in parapsychology? No. Do you believe in, you know, I, we really want that to be true. We want that to be true so badly. Humans do. Yeah. They need that. Yeah. They need that. Because when you do that, you are basically now saying there's this whole world of alternate things that are happening, this whole world beneath the world that we're seeing where, um, you know, God and angels and everything. There's some sort of afterlife. There's there is. Do you believe it, in afterlife? What's that? Afterlife. Do you don't believe in afterlife? I, I do believe in an afterlife. You do? Yeah. I do believe in a heaven. You believe in heaven? I do. I think that there. I think something happens to us, but I do think. Really? I don't believe in a hell. How convenient. I think. I mean, in terms of a religion, I've always said that I think that. Um, I think the eternal damnation that if there is an eternal damnation, it would be the worst thing that you would have, even worse than fire and everything else, would be going to a place like, you know, going to heaven (coughs) and having some sort of mark on you that says, I had the opportunity to believe in this, but I didn't. I rejected this and having to wear that for the rest of eternity, that mark of shame forever being on you. That would be the real hell of everyone going, Ugh, you're one of those. Like everyone always thinking that about you. Do you believe in reincarnation? No. No. Do you believe in flying saucers? No. Do you believe that aliens are among us? No. I'm not from this planet. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of, you know, there are some theories that life could have begun on Mars and maybe meteoroids hit and blew off chunks of rock with bacteria that landed on Earth and then life evolved from that. So there is an argument to be made that perhaps we are all Martian. Right. Maybe. I mean, it seems pretty implausible, but possible, I guess. I, I believe that life has to exist out there somewhere. I would not be surprised to find that life is actually semi-common. Right. Rare, but not as... Right, right. Like, totally um, un, un, unfathomable, as we might suspect. But I think, like, life that could 
reach out beyond the planet and try to communicate? I mean, think about it. Like how would, even a hundred years ago, how would you communicate with somebody off of the surface of this planet? How would you communicate with somebody on Mars? Right. If you knew there are people on Mars, how, how would you communicate with them exactly? Maybe light, I guess. Well, now they've got a whole row of those huge spheres, right? Right. Uh, in New Mexico, I think, there's like rows of them aimed at the heavens. The, the very large array. VLA. Yeah. 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 So I've been out there, by the way. Have you looked at those? Well, I, I shot a music video out there. Did you really? For Bon Jovi. Yeah. Real, for, yeah. yeah. What was interesting is when we were out there, they told us that um, because of those, they're, they're out there, it attracts lightning. And they said there's all of these like really, like, said so we get lightning storms here a lot, and they, we have to like plan for them. And sure enough, while we were out there, there were like these wow. weird random lightning strikes. So does that mean there's ghosts? Right. Does that right. mean aliens are trying to stop that, or does that mean that whatever like array that they've put them into is attracting particles that are causing lightning in this area? Right. Anyway. Point being, I don't like ghost movies. That's the point. What do you got? What's your number five? By the way, I agree with you. Mm. I know you do. You do that. Yeah. I don't believe in nothing. Mm -hmm. Does that give you the heebie-jeebies? Like when you die that you're going to... Yeah. Like that's it? Well, you're lucky because you believe in an afterlife. I'm lucky? Yeah. Oh, it's right. a wonderful crutch. I don't believe in that. So I envy you. I envy you. It'll make your death easier. No, I'm yeah. really serious. It's it's the ultimate security blanket. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I it's mean, true or not, but it'll I tried, give you comfort. I try like to entertain the idea of what if there isn't. Yeah. And it weirds you out. It doesn't weird me out. It's it, it's it doesn't give me anxiety. I mean, but I understand that like oof, man, I get I get hot flashes of like yeah. this is it. Yeah. And this is this yeah. is all you get. Yeah. And what's the point of anything? I that to me always seems nihilistic. Like then what's the point? I don't know. There's no point. There doesn't have to be a point. Right. I, I've never I don't think about that when I watch a movie or when I read a book or something like that. There's no point. Okay, but it was about the experience. Right. This is the point right now. Yeah. You and I, right? right. We're yeah. you and I are having a the, the point is that we are advancing our species. You and I are sitting down having this discussion. We're trying to record it for other people to share in this discussion and apply it to their own lives. Right. And whether that's people that, that listen to this as we're recording it this week when we release it, or people that come along years from now, even decades or centuries later, my great, great, great grandchildren might listen to this recording wow. and have a better understanding of who I was. And maybe this very conversation about fucking Mr. Boogity will help inform their lives and help shape their lives a little bit better. And so I think if there is a point, it is to refine our species, to make our species better. And I think when people say, what's the point? It's like, well, what's your point? That's like saying, why does this ant exist? It's not for the ant. It is for the colony. My philosophy has always been to touch people along the way. And I've achieved that through yeah, my you, teaching. You always did like 12-year-old boys. Not that yeah. I knew you were going to say that about that. Through my teaching, my writing, making 30 Love with you, yeah. doing this podcast, if you can just touch people along the way. Yeah. Well, to, to add common good, yeah. right? Like, I think that's... Yeah. 
that's what we want. And and some people fuck it up. Some people regress us, and they are they start adding common like bad, right. and they make the whole of society worse. They're shoplifting and doing these awful things, and then inevitably there will be some sort of silver lining where it's yeah, this person did that, and they pulled us backwards. But we can learn even from that behavior. We can learn why are people doing this. We can start to study that and, and refine it. I really do believe as, as crazy as a situation as we're in now with all, you know, World War Three looming and, you know, this massive inflation and gas prices and border crisis, all of the shit that's going on right now, I still think we're better off than we were 100 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. As far it, as the quality of life? Yes. Oh. And... A hundred years ago was better than a hundred years before. Absolutely, that. And absolutely. It, and I, I think you would be really hard pressed to find any example of that where that wasn't true. Maybe there might be one or two anomalies where, it's, yeah, a hundred years ago they actually had it a little bit better. But for the most part, right. going like, all the way back to the it, Stone diseases Age, diseases eradicating. Right. I know, I get that. But my God, are we better off more? Of course, right. The, the so quality that's of living, the, point. the standard of living. It's health and, and medicine. We're, and we're living longer. Yeah. There you go. That's your specific. That's the measure. It could be a measuring tool is look how long we're, we're living almost too long. Yeah. We're living now to be almost 100. And it wasn't that way as, you know, a few hundred years ago. It was like 43. But that just gives us more time to figure out yeah. how to yeah. refine the species, yeah. how to make the how right. to make humans better and right. how to communicate more ideas. Yeah. I hope your grand, great great grandchildren listen to this podcast. You know, because they'll agree I was the better singer. What? <laughs> I I think I might have mentioned to you. I've been reading this biography about John Adams, and it, it's been slow reading because it's such a long book. And I've been reading it only at night when Madeline goes to bed. I've been reading it to her as a bedtime story. Um, she knocks her out like that. Uh, but it's interesting to me how much he wrote. And the author really kind of indicated that, like, when you look at the other founding fathers, there's a lot of fill-in-the-blank kind of assumptions that people are making about how they felt. And this guy just was, he was writing letters to everyone left and right and just constantly writing and writing and writing and kept diaries and trying to preserve these ideas and really give us a sense of what he was feeling, why he was feeling it, why he did what he did. And as a result, we have a really accurate portrait of this man. We can understand who he was and why he did the things that he did and, and get a, a probably the best snapshot of arguably the, the greatest American in American history, yeah. more for America than anybody else. And I think that kind of um, preservation of mental thought is becoming easier and easier to do. Sure. And... I think our future generations will be able to understand more about human mentality and will be able to make decisions based on some of those things that we we didn't have a really good understanding of why people felt the way that they felt earlier. Now we're, we're understanding why people feel the way that they feel for everyone, not just for presidents, but that kind of mass collection and preservation of thought is happening through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of these things are preserving our experiences and our ideas. That's it. That's all. I and it's going to last. Yeah. And so if there's a ghost, that's the ghost, the ghost of us. I mean, that's what is kind of continuing and not dying away. 
that was really poetic what you just said. It was. It was. It was like the last page of the Martian Chronicles. Dad, are you going to show us the Martians? Will you, Dad? And they're in the boat on canals. That's where we thought there were canals on mm-hmm. Mars. And finally, they're in the water in a boat. Looking and he drowns down, them. Looking down. He says, you want to see the Martians? Yes, Dad, you promised to show it. Look, look over there in the water, in the water, and they see their own reflections. Mm-hmm. And Dad says, there are the Martians, that they're the new Martians. And the Martians were right behind them? Yeah, and then they stabbed oh, okay, them. Okay. Fuck them in the ass and all that. Okay. Typical. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, I don't that. know if I feel like doing our top five favorite Watch ghost movies. Watch your number five. I'm going first? Yeah, good. All right. I never saw The Ghost in Mrs. Muir, did you? I always wanted to see that movie. I hear it's it's a classic. All right, never mind. Wasn't that a porn? No. Get your mind there was a, there was a porno it's like the, about... the ghost and misses something. It must have been a uh, ripoff. I'll find it. All right. While you're doing that, my number five is indeed the movie Ghost. Oh. 1992. One. A zero. 1990. 1990. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, who can forget that pottery wheel sequence, huh? Um, what what the, pottery we never, no, yeah, yeah, okay. But you know what's interesting about Ghost? As a movie, it worked. And it could have been laughable. It could have been a misfire. But I bought into it. And I found it very oh, moving. The Devil and Mrs. Jones. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, that, the Devil I've and seen Mrs. Jones. That at the Pussycat <laughs> Theater. On La Brea. I've seen it three times. <laughs> the Devil and Mrs. Jones. So this is the Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Ghost is my number five favorite ghost movie all right my number five is uh a movie that i don't think you've seen have i heard of it Mm, i don't think so 1977 japanese film (laughs) you're already shaking your head out i'm checking out house it's actually pronounced house and it is it's about i think you would actually like this movie it is bizarre it's uh, the same fam. Do you remember that really weird Japanese movie I showed you where they were sitting on the chair? And Do hitting, I remember it? They're hitting the you testicles. You have no idea. That and, God, what's that other? It's it, about in in Russia, World War II, burning down the house with all the Jews. Then and now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it called Come then and, and see. Na- come, come and, and see. Them and now. Come and see. Yeah. It's easy to get those two confused. <laughs> those two movies affected me. <laughs> Well, House is a bizarre movie like that. And it's about these four Asian schoolgirls. Oh. Yeah. Do you have the Blu-ray? I do not. Uh, and they... It's a Criterion collection, though. Mm. Um, and they go to this haunted house to like visit like an uncle or something like that. And they each have their own little adventure within the house. And it just gets really fucking weird. You'd love it. Do they wear the plaid yeah, skirt? Yeah, uh, Knee-high socks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is their hair in a ponytail? Uh, that kind of stuff. Do they have a Winnie the Pooh backpack? Uh-huh. And their nipples are cut out of all of their outfits. I'm out of here. <laughs> House. 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 Why does most of the Japanese language sound like you are taking a shit? That's interesting. You're right. Yeah. I always thought Germany was a very guttural language yeah. and not aesthetically pleasing to the ear. Yeah. 
but Japanese also is very. <laughs> You're right. All right, go ahead. What do you got? What's number four? <laughs> Come on. How can I not include number four, Ghostbusters? Is it on your list? It was. I was thinking about it, and I pulled it off. Year being 1986? Four. Four? Yeah. Wow. We're talking Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, of course. And, you know, that movie really did become a cultural phenomenon. Um, it pre- di- what? I'm sorry. Can I yeah. interrupt you for just Please. a second? Producer Joey just sent me something. This is how good producer Joey is. She's listening to us. I she, thought she's she, no, she wish she was listening. Oh. She sent me something from John Adams. She's, I'm just going to read you. This was something that he wrote. My sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy, geography, natural history, naval architecture, navigation, commerce, and agriculture in order to give their children a right to study painting, poetry, music, architecture, statuary, tapestry, and porcelain. And he he got it like he understood like I have to do these things so that my sons can do these things so that their children can have this like total freedom. And he understood like here's the chain of events that has to happen. I'm impressed with that quote. I love that quote. But I think I'm more impressed with producer Joey who's in another room right now who's listening to us and had the wherewithal to send you that eloquent quote. Mm -hmm. Quotation. Ghostbusters, by the way, of course, directed by uh, Ivan Reitman. 1984. Passed, yeah, he passed away just a couple of weeks ago. Ivan did. That's my number four, Ghostbusters. I told you there weren't very many movies where I was like, oh, a ghost, and it really kind of got me, where I'm like, ooh, ooh kind of creeped me out a little bit there. 2002, The Ring. I never saw it. That one kind of got me. Really? Yeah. It was a little like, ooh, Pretty good, but you don't believe in ghosts. No, but it was. Um, do you know the premise of the ring? No, do tell. It was. <laughs> I'm not making this up. What? It was a remake of Ringle. <laughs> oh, oh, Ringle. Uh, Ringu. House. House. <laughs> Ringu. <laughs> oh. Ring. The Ring with Naomi Watts. Ah. I actually like the American version better. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's a, the premise is there is a videotape, and if you watch this videotape, it's got a bunch of very abstract images in it, then seven days later you will die. Mm-hmm. And so people are mysteriously dying, and this videotape is cursed. And, um, and so Naomi Watts has seen the tape, and so she has seven days to kind of figure out what's happening or it's going to kill her and so she knows and and believes that she's going to die so now what does she do how does she stop it does she die and we're gonna see the movie wow i haven't seen the movie in a while i'm gonna go back and watch that yeah it's a ghost movie and so it's haunted no no no. there's a ghost that's like coming to get there's a girl who's stuck in the bottom of a well and she's in the video and that's the girl who winds up killing you. She kind of comes through the television and like, oh, like kills video you. Drum. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I thought of another movie, by the way. Um, I was talking to producer Joey about this. There's another movie that I haven't seen in years and years and years and years. And it's not about ghosts, but it is a horror movie. And it's called The Children. And this is an... I think like early 80s, late 70s movies where 
these kids are on a bus. There's a nuclear explosion or a nuclear reaction, and they all get like nuked, and they all turn radioactive, and they go back home to their families and everything. And they, you can tell that they've been affected because their fingernails are all black. That was like their identifying trademark. And they wouldn't they wouldn't say anything. They were just kind of like they would stare and and just not react. And when they would see their parents, they would walk over to them and hug them. And they would dig their nails into the back of the parents and kill them. And it really terrified wow. me. Wow. And when people would hug me for a long time, yeah, I would always be like, yeah. try to yeah. watch my back. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. Remember Village of the Damned? It was very much like Village <laughs> yeah. of the Damned. Yeah. 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 What's in the briefcase? Don't think about the briefcase. Because the bomb was in there. That was uh, okay. yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's your number four. Four. Your number three. It's a mo- we tend to agree at eighty percent of the time. This falls in the twenty percent. It does. You're not particularly fond of this movie, but I thought the it movies was, where you're wrong. I thought it was very well done, and it's a gothic movie uh. that was made in Spain, but it's in English. It is all in English. The others, yes, yeah. The others, two thousand four, two thousand one. Uh. Okay, two thousand one. I honestly was going to say two thousand one at first. I was like, no, nah, yeah, too right. early. Sure, you were. Should've with Nicole, Nicole Kidman. It had that great twist at the end. And uh, there were ghosts aplenty, the children. And for some reason... She's the ghost. That's the twist. It were good, Robert. You didn't even say spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. I really didn't think it was much of a twist. I was like, I'll bet she's a ghost. It just seemed kind of obvious to me. <sighs> and yours? Go ahead. The others. Um, 1980. We're not overlapping, are we? Well, th- this is where we would overlap. No, I don't have a 1980 for we, my two. There's remaining. one more where we might overlap. What's the year of the other one? That's your number one. Just tell me the year. 1999. Yeah. We, we both have the same one for number one. Go ahead. No, that's not my number one. Yes, it is. It is not. This is your number two? My number two. Oh, the 1999 is your number yeah. two? Wow. Okay. Your number, your number two is? Well, this is my number three. Wait, so I'm you're on three. doing three. I'm on three right You're now. on three, I'm on two. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You just did your three. Yeah, it's I my know. turn to do three. Well, you don't have to get huffy about it. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to come to your home and spook you in the middle of the night. It'll be the ghost of Ira. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Are you going to do Jew me to death? <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Can I have a nickel? <laughs> uh, all right, 1980... The Shining. That's it. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. No, I thought about that. Yeah. I have it on a scoop. No. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But see, again, I, I feel like I, it's a good movie. I like it. And um, I, I give that movie like a, a strong B plus, maybe almost an A minus. But what does that tell you that in my top five, like my number three slot is a movie that I'm like, that's a that's a pretty good horror like ghost movie, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just don't. I can't really get into these. It's hard for me to to do it. Yeah, anyway, The Shining. Say no more. Yeah. What's your number two? We already spoke about that a few weeks ago. How what's her name had a profound effect on her? The actress. You know what I mean? The skinny waifish one. Mimi Van Doren. No. <laughs> what's what's her name? I just blanked out her name. You know who I mean? Shelley Winters. Hmm? She, what? Shelly Winters. No, it's not Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters. Oh, okay. She was never the same after being with Kubrick. My number two. I'm on number two. Yeah. Okay. 
Beetlejuice. Ira. How can you not have Ira, the... we have inverted the top two. I love it. Your two is my one, and I my one it. is your two. I love it. I love it. So why don't you talk about this one? I'll talk about it, too, because this is my number one. Yeah. And then I'll do my number two, and that will be your number one. I get it. Okay. But if this is my number two, and then I go to my number one... No, you're not going... I'm going to go... I know. I'm you'll go, and then I'll one. go to my number one, then you'll do... Beetlejuice, Tim Burton, yes. at his best, the year being, obviously, you know, 1989. No, you knew. Isn't it? No. 88. Yeah, yeah. 1988. Alec Baldwin, finally in something that I liked. Uh, Gina, I didn't like it. Gina Davis, um, yeah. Michael, Michael. Keaton. Your boy yeah. is in this film. Iconic role. And, and you know what? I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Yeah. My, I've never seen anything like this. It was so fucking original. Yeah. It was just like... God, I still remember the opening credits where the camera pans and we think it's like a little town. Remember that? Yes. And we realized that it's it's like a toy with the trains and all that stuff. And I, I knew right away, oh, this is going to be special. You know, we everything think, about that. Film. What's her nose is in that too? Uh, Winona. Winona Ryder, yeah, yeah. and then Catherine O'Hara. That's I mean, right. A bunch That's of right. Really good. Catherine people O'Hara, Winona Ryder. Yep. Yep. And um, and the man. guy the guy that was convicted for pedophilia. What's his name? Who? The dad of the family. He was like, was he, was he uh, if he wasn't, he was like suspected of pedophilia. I don't know if he was actually convicted or not, but yeah. Um, oh, was he like vanilla and bland? The dad? Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Um, It'll come to me. I'll, I'll look okay. it up. Okay. Anyway, Beetlejuice, my number two favorite. Jeffrey Jones. Th- mm. Jeffrey Jones. My number two favorite ghost movie of all time. Go. I love the way we transpose our one and two. Yeah. My number one, 1999, The Sixth Sense. Do wanna, that's it. Do you, do you want to expound on that? Uh, it's ghost stuff. Do you just want to say a little bit about why? Just a, give us a sentence. Mm. It turns out that the boy can see dead people <coughs> and his mom is a dead person. That's the big twist. His mom was dead? <laughs> I don't think his mom was dead. When's the last time you saw the movie? Do I see it again? We've said before about that movie that you, when you see it a second time knowing the payoff... You'll appreciate the movie even more for its intelligence yeah. and so on. But seriously, wait, the mom? The no. mom? No, you're making that. That was Tony Collette. Was, yeah, it was. Yeah. She's always, you know, she's kind of terrific. Yeah. In that was the first she, time I ever saw her. In and we've seen her in other movies, yeah. and she's so dependable as an actress. Yeah, she's she's great. like really, really good. But I see dead people, and, and Bruce Willis was really, really good in that film. Yeah, he was. And it's the only good movie that was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. After that, and I think this really is an example of a wonder kid who did a brilliant. But what about Unbreakable? What, oh. <laughs> what about what the, village? the village? Oh. What about Signs? What about oh. ha- Happening? Oh. oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, man, his career plummeted after that. He has an amazing. What about Lady story. in the Water? Oh. Yeah, I know. There you go. Those what about Last movies. Airbender? Oh, that's right. They all that's suck. my number one. Six um, cents. And so you, you know, you mentioned well, watching Beetlejuice in the theater. I remember seeing it in the theater, and it's one of the few times I can remember specifically where it happened in the movie. The film broke and melted on the screen. You know how you always see like yeah, blah, yes, and you it melting see it get brown and it burns. It, I remember specifically when whenever I watch the movie, I can't help but That's think so about that when I watch the movie. Wow, and I I can't remember if they fixed it and continued the rest of the movie or not, but I remember it getting stuck in the projector and like melting down. How interesting. 
well, that's not going to happen today, is it? No, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was no like, more, wait, what, what? I mean, no more film. Huh. Yeah, so I meant that. Catherine O'Hara was, everyone that Everyone's movie was, great. Everyone's at the top of their game. What a script. What a Harry story. Harry Belafonte songs. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Deo, you know, the sequel, Deo. the sequel of that movie, they were going, first of all, they, they were going to make a sequel right away, and the name of the sequel was, and this Be- is not a joke. You're going to think I'm okay, joking. No, I'm it's not. It's a play on words. No. Well, then Beetlejuice 2. No. Well, no. I mean, it would have been Beetlejuice too, but like I guess the subtitle it had for that? dot 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 with yeah. an ellipse. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, and I'm not kidding. Is that like a joke? No, he was gonna go to Hawaii, which somehow kind of works. I could kind of see it was like it's corny to do. It's very cliche. They did those movies. goes Hawaiian, yeah. But that's you're saying that could work for that reason because Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian because it's Beetlejuice and the juxtaposition of yeah, those yeah. and. Tim Burton is the kind of guy that can make yeah, that work. I mean, yeah. you look at things like uh, Edward Scissorhands, and you've got this whole 50s idealistic, you know, everything's yeah. so prim and proper. And then you've got this guy who's got knives or scissors for hands. Yeah, I, I could kind of see that working. Beetlejuice goes Hawaii. Yeah. But uh, they've been talking about making a sequel for a long time. Everyone's on board. They're still on board with it. Well, except for Alec Baldwin. I think... Tim Burton has to be on board. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin probably would not. But uh, just because of where he's at right now. Well, yeah. But unless they have a gun scene or something. Yeah, but then he's in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's your number? That's my number one, yeah. I love it. I love it. We transposed our first and second choices. I'm surprised that House was not your number one. Which one? House. Oh, oh, House? Uh, No. House. This is... Squeezing and taking a dump. Yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't your number one. I never heard of it. I can't Or at least your number two. I can, number two. Number two. That was good. That was, uh, hey, what scoops do you have? Uh, okay, we said Ghostbusters. Oh, there was a couple others, but I can't find them here. I thought I wrote them down, but I guess I didn't. Um, I'll try to find some. Okay, my scoops are, you know, A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. That's a ghost movie. The one with George C. Scott I thought was really good. Uh, Field of Dreams was kind of uh, yeah, yeah, ghost. Now, not Changely, but The... Changeling, remember that was a George C. Scott movie yep. having to do with Ghost Poltergeist and also The Shining. Yeah. Well, woo! If people have ghost movies, what should they do? They should reach out to us. How? By haunting us. <laughs> yeah. so, How? How can they do that? Sending us a, a psychic telegram message. They can reach out to us through our email, which is which is what big big ghost at antiwaypodcast.com or and slash or ira at antiwaypodcast.com or you can reach out to us on twitter or instagram our handle there is at antiwavepod we're all over the place aren't we robert just like the shitty gags of richard mauser we are all over the place you know rate and review us Go to Google Podcast Music. Go to Spotify. iTunes. Go to Google Music. Go to iHeartRadio. Go to our website. Throw us a few bucks over on Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving, Ira. Yeah. Next we, week. Yes, do tell. What are we going to do? I think we're going to let our viewers down. Because we're actually, <laughs> Well, that's, that happens every week. <laughs> we're taking off a week, aren't we? And we don't have viewers. We have listeners. Did I say viewers? You did I'm say tired. viewers, it's yeah. Been a long, this is like a two-hour and 20-minute podcast. <laughs> 
we're gonna, we're letting our listeners down. We're gonna take a week we off. We need to have a week to recharge our batteries after these last two but, movies. But we have something special coming up, don't we? In two we weeks, do. yep. and that is talk about Annie Wave. We're doing a movie that kind of fits this sort of. I'm curious if it's anti wave or not. Or not, and that's the whole point. It might be very tame by the uh, police Nazis. But I also wonder: at the time, was it anti wave, or is it only anti wave by today's lens? Today's lens. They thought very little of it being anti-wave then. Zippity-doo-dah, that's your clue. Song of the South. Mm-mm-mm. So we'll check that out. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah? Yeah, good. I remember seeing it. Do you remember? You saw it in the theater? I did see it in the theater. It's one of your earliest movies. Yeah. Not, and I looked it up in 1986 is when they released it. Which was just about the same time that we did uh, your Mr. Mr. Boogity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Good. All right, so next week we'll check out a uh, uh, next episode. Actually, I say. next episode, Song of the South, and we'll see if it's still. Would that be funny if it's not an anti-wave movie? And it's totally it's conventional. Possible. Our reaction is, what's the big fucking I'm, deal? I have a feeling that's that what's will be, be our reaction. Yeah, and I I have a feeling that it's going to be. Actually, this movie is not. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, it should be used as an example of a strong black yes. you know, character. I have a feeling. I that's have what's a feeling happen. too. So there, and you there go. might be some racist stuff in it. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see. They changed the ride at Disneyland. Yeah. There's a ride, Song yeah. of the South. Yeah, no more. Mm-hmm. Different mm-hmm. times. Different what are time. they going to do next? Take off the Confederate flag off the General Lee? Nah, that won't happen. Yeah, exactly. No. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Yeah. Do a great job. Woo, 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 Joey. Ira, what do you want to do now? Hey, you want to like go bowling? Why is it you always want to go bowling? Miniature golf. Mini golf. They call it mini golf now, don't they? Let's let's go mini golf. You want to do that now? Yeah. Do you? No. Oh, bye. So until next week, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Hey, I like those faggots. <laughs>